Thank you to Mary as well as our praise team. We are just so blessed, aren't we? With uh, I, I just I can't sing. That that's not a gift that the Lord gave me. So I'm just uh, just so grateful for those that have that gift. So I, I want to start out this morning with jokes. Anybody want to laugh this morning? We we got to laugh. We've got to laugh. Okay, so here we go. Here's the first one. Where do sick boats go to get healthy? The dock. All right, all right. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. All right, what type of jokes are allowed during a quarantine? Inside jokes. All right, that was a little better. And this really isn't a joke. This is just a funny, true statement. Every few days, try on your jeans or uh, on just to make sure that they fit. Pajamas will have you believe all is well in the kingdom. Amen? Yes. All right, and here is our last one. I hope you find this funny. Ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves. Today was just the tip of the iceberg. Tomorrow remains to be seen. All right, okay, good, good. All right. Glad the last one ended high. So this morning, uh, I, I want to, uh, to share a passage of scripture with you from Acts. And my sermon title is Better Together. And it's how God wired us is to be together, to be in fellowship, and to be in communion with one another. And we know it's been challenging, right? This is the first time some of you have been in the building. Uh, some of you may, may be uh, watching online. And, and we're, we're together uh, in different ways, and, and, and it's okay. It's just, the point is, is that we've got to find a way to be together. So whether that's through live stream, whether it's through Zoom, whether it's in person, whatever that is, we've got to find a way to be together. It's how he wired us. So this past Monday night, we had our annual church conference, and I know some of you were here for that. And we celebrated the ministry uh, over the past year that has been happening here at Faith Community. Even since March, uh, amazing ministry has been happening. And we elected new uh, board members and um, also other committee members, and we addressed the business of the church. And it was the first time that some people had been even been in the building. So it was a great time to come together uh, to take care of business, but also celebrate again the things that God has been doing. So this morning, we are going to take a look at a passage that set the foundation for the church. It was their very first church conference, if you will. And it's as if we have a copy of their uh, meeting minutes, right? We take minutes at meetings. We get, we get a glance at their meeting minutes. Uh, I want you to, uh, to, to read along with me up on the, the screen. We're going to have the passage. It's Acts 2, 42 through 47. Uh, if you're at home, I want to encourage you to go ahead and grab your Bible if you have that. Uh, but may, uh, Lord, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. So Acts 2.42 through 47, I am in the NIV version. Hear these words. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You can feel the joy. You can feel the joy. You can hear the conversation. You can smell that fresh bread baking. 
as they broke bread and shared communion. And you can see their amazement of the signs and the wonders. It was a time of excitement as the church began. As I said, this passage of scripture is foundational to what the very first church plant would look like. Over 50 years ago, we were a church plant. There were a group of folks who met in homes and dreamed of what faith community would be. They met in homes, they shared in fellowship, in teaching, prayer, broke bread, and were together in fellowship. Our church began at the Hopewell School next door until our building was built. And we're still embracing those foundational pillars today. I uh, had the privilege a couple of weeks ago to, uh, to sit in on a Zoom teaching by Mike Breen. And, and I think that some of you have heard us talk about huddle groups, and some of you have been in huddle groups. And it's a, it's a new uh, discipleship tool uh, that we are embracing here at Faith Community to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And Mike is the one who created this discipleship model. I actually have several books out, and so we got to spend a little bit of time with him over two different Wednesdays. So what I'm going to share with you is a little bit of what uh, I learned from Mike and some of us learned from Mike as well. So, so he shared this passage and, and he gave us this image, right, of the temple because they met in the temple courts but they also met in homes. So we've got two different places where there were connections happening. And so today when we look at that, the temple would be church, similar to what we're doing, whether it would be online or whether it would be in person. And then they met together in groups uh, in their homes. I'm going to take a quick drink. have a frog in my throat. And so, so you get this idea. We, we've, we've got temple, like I said, where they're worshiping, and then we have uh, over here in groups where life is happening. And we know throughout the pages of Scripture that there was a lot of persecution in the early church, a lot of persecution. And what happened when that persecution would happen, they were not able to go to temple. They weren't able to go to church. Some of us have a feeling of what that's like to not to be able to physically come to church, yet they continued to meet in homes, and the teaching continued in their homes. We've been cut off, cut off from, from temple in a sense, all the more reason to stay connected in other ways, even in our homes, whatever that may look like. And for right now, this is what it's going to look like. Do we have a slide up here? Here's a story of a lovely lady. See, we could just sing the whole thing, couldn't we? But this is what Zoom looks like, right? We're, we turned into the Brady Bunch. How many of you guys remember growing up watching the Brady Bunch? I love the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah, we could just, you know, remember every episode. But this is what it looks like, and it's not what we envisioned uh, our small groups to look like. It's not what we envision uh, these seminars that we're getting together to do. That's not what we envisioned, but it's what we've got right now. So I don't want us to lose, even though it's not what we're used to, to still embrace this while sometimes we're not going to be able to come together. So I want to talk about four pillars that we find in the book of Acts that I just shared with you um, this morning that, again, are still foundational to us today. The apostles' teaching. A question for you. Who and what are you listening to? Who and what are you listening to? What are you reading? You see, what we read, what we listen to, what we watch, it affects the way that we think, and the way that we feel. I saw something the other day online, and, and it read, we used to watch the news, and we would decide how we would feel about it. And now we watch the news, 
They tell us how to feel, and we have to decide whether or not it's true. So I just want to encourage you to be mindful of what you're watching. We need to stay informed. I, I watch the news, but sometimes I have to turn it off. But we've got to be informed. But pay attention to what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're listening to. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I want to encourage you to take up a spiritual discipline of being in the Word. Being in the Word. Even if it's, if it's five minutes each day just to read a passage of Scripture, to see what God is saying to you in those moments. And it's going to set the foundation for the rest of your day if you can do it in the morning. So I just want to encourage you uh, to be in the Word. To be in the Word and let that be your foundation. Uh, another pillar is fellowship. It was in homes and in the church. Temple was formal and it was organized. Homes were missional and were the defining expression of Jesus, of how he started his ministry. And we know how Jesus started his ministry, with a small group, a small group of 12, the 12 disciples. 17 years ago, this church launched 40 Days of Purpose by Rick Warren, and the entire church gathered in small groups in homes for our very first church-wide study. And today, we continue gathering in uh, affinity groups, Bible study groups, huddle groups, all kinds of groups. Our DNA is from the lineage of Jesus himself. We learn through the Holy Scriptures, right? But our goal in Christianity is to become like Jesus, to do the things that he did, for others to see Jesus in us for the transformation of ourselves and for the transformation of the world. I want to share a passage with you. It's Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. I don't have this up on the screen. Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on a new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, transformation. Friends, we are in a time of transformation in this season in homes. Some of us have been, been meeting outside in the parking lot. Uh, I myself have been in the front lawn and in the parking lot meeting uh, with my group. So we, we've been in homes, we've been meeting outside, we've been inside wearing masks, we've been on Zoom doing the Brady Bunch. How many of you done the Brady Bunch Zoom? Yeah, it's okay, we're, we're, we're learning to adapt. Uh, we are able to experience and share real life, real struggles, real joys, the power of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the love of Jesus, the power of the Trinity. Don't ever forget that that power is available to you. I love the, the movie Bruce Almighty. Boy, it's an oldie but a goodie. And I, and I think of Jim Carrey and he's walking around and I got the power. Are you guys with me? And he's like shooting, you know, and clothes are changing and fire hydrants are going off. Tap in to that power. Tap into that power. When you've got a, a moment where you're down, where you're frustrated, where you feel like the enemy is coming up against you, whether that's in your thoughts, physically, whatever that is, tap into that power. I've got the power. Tap into it. Tap into it. Verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. What did they have in common? What did they have in common? Faith and belief in Jesus. That's why we're here today. That's why we're watching online. Everything in common. Faith and belief in Jesus. 
We're in a world that wants to divide us now more so than ever. So let us never forget what brings us together, and that's Jesus. There's power when we come together with other believers. Another pillar is prayer. It's our lifeline to God, individually and corporately. It is when we enter into the holiest of places. Prayers of thanksgiving, of, of intercession, of making your requests known to God. You see, when we pray, the presence of God will be realized and his power will be received. I had the uh, honor of praying for a dear friend before this service started, and, and there were several of us that gathered in the sanctuary to lay hands and pray over this individual. Friends, don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. And even in the midst of this pandemic, we can find ways to come together safely if there is uh, a prayer concern or if you are in need of prayer. It is foundational. Communion. It's one of the very first things. It's our fourth pillar. It's one of the very first things that that, that church plant did that they did when they started up is they had communion together. And we remember what Jesus did for us and what he uh, does in us through, through the bread and the cup. For us, it's a solemn moment, right, when we take communion. It's very reverent. But I can't help but wonder what it was like that very first time when they gathered together to take communion together. I would imagine that it was a time of joy, of gratitude, a sense of belonging, uh, being with, with family, with brothers and sisters in Christ, and a deep sense of love for Jesus and the sacrifice that he offers uh, eternal life through the sacrifice that he made on the cross. You see, communion is hope. And it's the hope of what is yet to come through the redemptive work of Christ. I, I just have to say it uh, has been such a blessing through all of this that we've been able to take communion in different ways. Not that ways that we were necessarily accustomed to, but we found ways that we can still receive the body and the blood of Christ. I, I love the, the, the passage where he says, And God added to their numbers daily, daily those who were being saved. So friends, a question for you this morning is, what does your daily look like? What does your daily look like with God? So we've got this four-legged stool, fellowship, teaching, prayer, and communion. So a question, is your stool, is it balanced or is it a little wobbly? Is it balanced or is it a little wobbly? Maybe you've even fallen off your stool, right? No worries. God is right there beside you to help you to get back up. So what leg of your stool needs strengthened in your spiritual life? What leg needs strengthened in your spiritual life? So I have shared with you before that uh, a discipline of mine is to read Scripture every day. I journal, and, and I believe that God speaks to me uh, when I read that scripture, whatever that is. And again, that's a foundational uh, pr discipline that gets me through my day. And this was uh, last week, and I was reading through Exodus. And I want to share a passage with you, passage with you from Exodus 17, uh, 10 through 12. Again, Exodus 17, 10 through 12. And this is uh, a time where uh, Joshua, was, Joshua was in battle. The Israelites were uh, wandering in the desert, desert and they had uh, come across... Uh, uh, the Amalekites who wanted to engage in battle with them. So Joshua is down on the battlefield. So hear these words. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. 
As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Seated with Christ on our stool. Seated with Christ on our stool. And there are times that when we are in a battle that we grow weary. And I'm not just talking about Rona. Some of you have got cancer diagnoses. Some of you have lost a loved one. Some of you are uh, dealing with health crises. Some of you have got relational issues. The battlefield has is, is got a lot going on right now. And there are times when we grow weary. So who are the people in your life that will help hold up your arms when you can't any longer? You see, because we're seated with Christ and we've got these four pillars. But there's times where we get a little wobbly. And there's times when we get a little weary. And we say, I need some help. I need somebody to help hold up this arm and I need somebody to help hold up this arm. So I want to encourage you to identify who those people are. And then also for you, you might be someone that they have asked to help hold up their arms. We are better together, better together. So I have an invitation and a challenge for you this morning. How are you staying connected? I want to encourage you to make Sunday morning a priority. I know that this is not ideal but we've got to persevere, right? We've got to stay connected as we gather to worship. I want to encourage you to get connected here at church in some type of group. Uh, you can go on our website, uh, click on groups, and say, you know what, sign me up. I'd like to be connected somewhere with a group of believers to be in fellowship, especially in this season. So I want to encourage you to either to reach out to myself, to Dwayne Davis, uh, go online. There's so many opportunities uh, to connect you with other believers. You see, church is a family, and we are a part of the family of God. And though 2020 isn't uh, what any of us had envisioned, we've done some pretty cool things together, even when we've been apart. It's been a year to appreciate the things that we took for granted, a time to give God thanks for the people that are in our lives and for the things that we have, and a reminder that God is bigger he is bigger than anything we face. So we're going to watch a video here, and we're going to celebrate the past 10 months. If you've got tissues at home, if you've got tissues in here, you might want to have those handy. So let's uh, have a watch, and I just pray that you're blessed. <laughs> 